You guys can be seated if you can. Thank you so much for being here today, everyone watching online. Thank you all so much for, uh, for tuning in and joining uh, with us today. Today is such an, man, it's, it's going to be an exciting day, powerful day. And I'm just telling you, I'm absolutely pumped. I'm excited about all the people that are going to be baptized today. Guys, are you all ready for some fun a little bit later? I'm excited about that. I told them that we've only lost a couple of people in baptisms as a church, so they don't have that much to worry about. Odds are they're going to survive today pretty good. <laughs> uh, but glad that everyone's here today. Uh, we are on the last week of what is a vision series for he- us here at a church. So let me, let me set some things up, okay? If you're a guest here today, let me say welcome so glad that you're here. I know we've got people here today to support the people that are being baptized, and you picked a great day to be here, a great day to be here, um, and we hope that already you already feel like family here, and you just feel welcome and love, because that's our goal. We don't like visitors here. When you're here, it's like old school Olive Garden, your family. Uh, that, that's what we want. Um, we want you to feel the love of God in the place. So, Today we're going to be covering a lot of stuff specific to our church, and I don't want you to feel like you're not a part of what's happening. I want you to lean into me part of the conversation today and get a glimpse. Maybe you're not very familiar with church world and how things operate. I hope you get a glimpse of our heart today and our passion today and what we're trying to do for the kingdom of God. So don't feel like you're on the outside looking in if you're a guest today. Jump right into the conversation with us and take part in that, okay? Okay. Um, Everybody is on a journey in their life. Everybody. And it's funny, every journey starts with a step. Am I telling the truth? It starts with a step. First step to get the journey going. Well, every journey also continues with a single step, one after another, as you go along. And we're all on individual journeys in our lives. And if you look back over the the landscape of your life, You can see pivotal moments and key times that help define and shape you into who you are today. And the same thing is true in a church's life. There are things as we look back on the landscape of our church's history where our personal history is tied together as a church body and become part of our church history together. And we've accomplished a lot of things. We've seen God do a lot of amazing things. But what we're doing here today is finishing that next step as a church body. Okay, so you guys with me? We're going to take that next step today. Over the last four weeks, we've been talking about the vision of our church, and we've talked about the why behind it. We've talked about the what and the how and all of that stuff over the last few weeks. And today, we want to kind of go over that again as a refresh because I know that, not like you, my life's pretty busy, and sometimes I forget details and forget things, you know, and I don't want you to have forgotten about what God's doing and where we're going as a church. Uh, anytime you talk about vision, especially in a church, for some reason, it's, it's a little weird for people. Like, usually, I know as a pastor, usually there's three groups, three groups of people who start talking about vision and taking next steps as a church. You got one group of people that are like, woohoo, yes, let's go do it. You know, I'm on board. I don't even know what we're talking about yet, but I'm on board. I'm excited, and I don't even know why, and I love people like that. You know, we can, we can take mountains and hills and kingdoms and valleys. We, we, can, we can accomplish a lot with that enthusiasm. Then you got another group of people that are like, hey, I'm excited. 
I love this, sounds great, but I got questions about what's going on. And over the last couple of weeks, we've tried to answer those questions systematically through this series. So if you're kind of here today and part of Eastgate Church and you kind of weren't here for the last few weeks, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to this series and catch up on the why and the what and the how so that you've got answers to those questions that you have. And look, I'm here um, after service. Our leadership team is here after service. So if you have any questions about what we're doing and how we're doing it, look, our church is an open book. We don't have anything to hide here. We don't hide anything financially here. We don't hide anything about the vision here. We don't hide anything about the direction that we're going. We're open. We're a family. And so we freely share any of that information. Have you ever been to a church and wondered what they do with all the money that comes in these offerings like we just had? Well, we, we freely tell people what's going on with that because we got nothing to hide. I mean, we're actively trying to reach our community and help families and lead them into a relationship with Jesus. And if you got questions on any of that, we'll gladly bring you up to speed on what we did financially this week. I'll show you the books after service if you want to see them. We're just free and open with what we do because we got nothing to hide here. So if you got questions, we'll do our best to answer those questions regarding the vision of our church. And then you've got a third group of people. They just been there, done that, and got the t-shirt. And when you start talking about vision in a church and direction in the church, you're like, oh, great, here we go again. Oh, great, here we go again. I came to watch a family member or a friend get baptized, and I feel like I got duped into sitting into one of these give us money services that churches do and all this stuff. Okay, great. Here we go again. Why don't you do something to move me and get me excited, Pastor? Like, prove it to me. And I get it because there's been a lot of abuse in churches in the past with regard to vision and a lot of um, irresponsibility with regard to finances. And, and sometimes you feel like... Um, you're almost in a, a telethon, kind of, kind of, you know, like we're just trying to raise money, trying to raise money. I just, we're about more than that here as a church. And a lot of times that comes from past experiences. Um, you've been burnt by church in the past. You were working with a leader that didn't have integrity. Um, you were serving under somebody that was abusive. And, and, and I get it because it's Sometimes, unfortunately, churches have imperfect people that are in them. I know this is a newsflash to you, but look at the person sitting next to you right now. There's one of those imperfect people. And guess what? They're looking at an imperfect person too because none of us are perfect, right? So I would encourage you to do this. Don't confuse God's heart for you and God's heart for his church with the shortcomings of somebody that you encountered in your past. Okay, so I would encourage you to put past experience on the shelf and just listen with an open heart today if you're more of a skeptic and just listen and pray and we're not trying to pressure anybody to do anything we just want to share what God's leading us to do and celebrate this stuff I'm excited to get into this are you guys ready yeah. all right if you're ready let me hear you go whoop whoop okay what are y'all whoop, whooping in church for I don't know because we felt like it today it's what we're doing uh it's very important for the vision of a church to reflect the heart of God and reflect what you see in Scripture. Okay? The overall vision of any church should be just about the same thing. Just every church puts its own flavor on uh, that vision to make it specific to the personality and the particular focus of that church to a people group. Um, and so our church definitely had this own flavor. But what I'm talking to you about today is um, absolutely found in scripture and we'll just get going today and I'll just let you know what we're talking about today it's the heart of God the Father 
It's the heart of God the Father, reaching the lost, reaching the community, reaching out to others. And you see that in John 3, 16. Uh, I'll read this to you. Some of you probably can quote this thing as I read it. It says, For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. See, the heart of the Father was to give his Son as a gift so that no one would perish. So that no one would perish. He wanted us all to have a renewed relationship with him and all of us to spend eternity with him in heaven. And you also see the heart of the Father reflected in the mission of his son, Jesus. This is also the mission of Jesus. Luke chapter 19, verse 10, it says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. The whole, you could sum up Jesus' entire life with that statement right there. He came to seek and save the lost. But he did that as a reflection of the heart of his Father. And you don't just see it in the Father and in Jesus the Son, but you also see it in the Holy Spirit. It's the main purpose of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, um, it reads, But you will receive power. Everyone say power. I'm going to wake y'all up this morning. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit gives us a lot of cool things as children of God. We get the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit to help change us from the inside out as he's working on us and growing and maturing us. But, but the main reason, the main purpose that God gives us the gift of his Holy Spirit is to equip us with power to be witnesses, to point people back to Jesus, to lead people into relationship with him. See, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they're all about the gospel message of restoring that relationship and leading people back to Jesus, every one of them. It all starts and ends with him. And, and it's no surprise with those three guys doing what they do that the church of Jesus would have the same calling. It's the calling and purpose of the church. And if you see a church that this is not their pulse and this is not their heartbeat, you're, you're looking at a church that's misguided and needs to get back on track. God hadn't called us to be a glorified country club or a social group. He's called us to reach and impact this community for Jesus to help the hurting, to feed the hungry, to clothe the poor, to be active in our community and practically show the love of God to those around us. And Jesus came to them and said, all authority, oh, yeah, in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I love that because we're going to be baptizing some people a little bit later today, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. It's a command that Jesus gave to his church as a reflection of the heart of his father. Go out there, preach the good news, preach the gospel, tell people about what I have done so that none will perish, so that they can all have eternal life in a renewed relationship with me. It's the heartbeat. It's the heartbeat of the Godhead, and it's the mission of the church. That's what we're talking about today. So, um, and that's very key. Now, every church is, they have their own flavor, and they have their own people group or their own town or their own city that they're trying to reach. And if it's done right, every church does their part, and the kingdom of God collectively accomplishes a lot. And here at Eastgate Church, we want to reflect the heart of the gospel and the heart of our Savior Jesus and the Holy Spirit and His Father. And 
we want some very specific things for us as a church. We feel like God is calling us to be and calling us to do. And the first thing is we really feel like God is calling us to be a church that unchurched people can attend. A church that unchurched people can attend. How many of y'all are sick and tired of religion? Oh, I hate religion. I hate religion. I especially hate organized religion. That's why here at this church, we don't want to be about religion. We want to be about a relationship with Jesus Christ. We don't want to give people our opinions or our preferences. We want to give them the Bible and introduce them to a Jesus that will change them from the inside out. And a lot of churches focus on behavior modification. Like if you're a good person, then you'll be this way. And if you're a good Christian person, then you'll act this way. If you're a good Christian person, then you're A, B, C, X, Y, Z. And that's all outside trying to change the inside. And Jesus is about changing us from the inside out. And it's a lot more effective. And you cut all that pressure to perform out of it. And we want to be a church that unchurched people can attend. Listen, Jesus died for all people. Every color, every creed. Listen, Jesus died for every nation. Jesus died for all people. In every church, it should be so that whoever wants to walk through the doors of a church can walk through the doors of the church and receive the love of God. And a church should go out of the doors of the church to reach the community, the entire community, regardless of where they are, what they look like, or how they dress, or any of that stuff, to get them the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we want to be a church that unchurched people can attend. And we want to be a church also where no one walks alone. This is a big part of who we are as a church. We say this all the time here. Um, We believe that God hadn't called us to do life by ourselves, and each of us, listen, you go through seasons in life where you need somebody to be there with you. At this church, we want to watch each other's back. At this church, we want to lift each other up in prayer, not gossip about each other or talk about each other, but to genuinely and sincerely care for one another and walk beside each other in a brotherhood and in a sisterhood that's real and not just a concept. Okay, we want to be real, and at this church, We want to make sure that nobody walks alone in life. We also want to be a church where we have this saying here is that my ceiling becomes someone else's floor. We believe that's a big part of discipleship. You know, once you give your life to Jesus, I don't know if this was your your experience early on in church. It was mine. I gave my heart to Jesus, and then I was just kind of on my own. And I would get fussed at for doing stuff that I wasn't supposed to be doing, but there wasn't people there to help show me how to live a productive Christian life or to grow in my relationship with God. And nobody was there to lend their experience to me, really. And we don't want that to be the case here. We want to be a church where no one walks alone. We support each other. And if you're new to the faith or you're growing in your faith, this isn't a church where you get scolded for doing the wrong thing. This is where you get encouraged to do the right thing. Because I found out if you're busy doing what God told you to do, you have a whole lot less time to do the other stuff. So we want to focus on what we're for. We want to focus on doing what we're supposed to do. And the rest of the stuff will take care of itself. I want to lift you up on my shoulders and let my ceiling, everything I've accomplished, everything I've attained as a pastor, as in my walk with God, you to do the same thing, to lift everyone up so that everything you've accomplished as a ceiling for you can become a floor for someone else. So that your experience can become their experience 
so they don't have to reinvent the wheel, so they don't have to make the mistakes that we made in our relationship with God. We want to lift each other up so that the next spiritual generation, regardless of what age they are, can go further and accomplish more in their relationship with God and for the kingdom of God. Does that sound pretty cool? Man, that's what we want to do as a church. And also, we want to be a church where the presence of God transforms lives. Because we can't do this on our own. At the end of the day, our effort is only our effort. And what we do as a church has to be covered with God's presence and God's anointing. It has to be covered with him. We have to do it in his strength and not our strength. We don't want to burn ourselves out. And we don't want to see volunteers burn out. And we want people to come in here and be impacted and changed by the presence of God. What I say, who gives a rip what I say? But what God says and what the Bible says and what he's able to do with his presence, I'm for that 24-7, So we want to be a church where the presence of God transforms life. So if you're looking for a few statements that just captures who we are as a church, we want to be a church that unchurched people can attend, a church where no one walks alone, a church where our ceiling becomes someone's floor and a church where the presence of God transforms lives. And we think if we're doing that as a church, then we're hitting a pretty good mark and we're going to be accomplishing a lot of things pretty close to what Scripture says we should be doing and who we should be as a church. Amen? So as it's specific to us, um, this is kind of a recap. Because having a vision and having like four things you want to be and, and things that you want to accomplish like we just talked about, that, that philosophy is great, and having a vision is great, but a vision without a plan is what? It's just a good idea, okay? There have been a lot of people with a lot of good ideas. Probably you've had a good idea sometime in your life, but without a plan, you didn't accomplish it. Like, how many of y'all have taken a shower before in your life? Notice that. All right. Hopefully some of y'all are bath people because I didn't see hands go. Let me just, for my... <laughs> For my, how many of y'all are bath people? Let me see hands go up for bath. Okay, some of y'all didn't raise your hands. I guess hopefully it rains enough and you walk out in the rain and he's with a bar of soap or however that works with you. I just, I found out way too much information from some of y'all just now. Okay, so, but if you've ever had a shower or taken a shower or a bath or walked out in the rain, whatever your preference is, you've probably had an idea. The difference maker is taking that idea putting together a plan so that it becomes something systematic, something with structure, so that it can be accomplished. And what we don't want to do is be a church that always talks about the things that we know we should be and then have no plan or direction in accomplishing that. Or all the things that we know that we should do and have no plan or direction to accomplish that. We want to make sure we have a plan, not a complicated plan, because plans can be too complicated. I know that because I've tried to put together New Year's resolutions before. And I've made them way too complicated. You guys ever been there? Man, way too complicated. I'm going to work out 3,000 times a day. And I'm going to eat. I'm just, I'm going to eat anything green. And just, I'm just touching ice to my, my tongue. And that's, that's going to be my diet. That's it, green stuff and just touching a cube of ice. And that's all, I'm, I don't know why. I, I guess ice is the diet somewhere. But listen, it gets way too complicated and we don't do it. So we wanted something simple, measurable, and a, something that can be accomplished as a church body so that we can move forward in the vision that God's called us to do. And we felt like God had called us to, in this season, 
launch and relaunch seven specific ministries. You guys remember us talking about that over the last few weeks. And if you're a guest, just listen to this stuff. Um, because I don't know how it worked in your life, but COVID-19 jacked us up. Anybody else get affected by that? Man, things shutting down and reopening and shutting down again and people losing jobs and all this stuff. And we had to close the facility here for a little bit and then we're eventually able to reopen it. But then we're still waiting for some of our church attenders and members to come back. Some of y'all are watching online today and I totally get it. You want to be safe and cautious and you might be vulnerable in your health and this is what you need to do right now. And that's why we live stream services so you can still be connected to what's happening here at the church. Um, But COVID impacted the rhythm of all of our lives and we had to shut a lot of things down as a church but we've come to the reality that COVID-19 is not going away it's just not going away even with vaccines even with masks that virus is going to be around it can be carried by animals and because it can be carried by animals it's never going to go away it's just one of those things so just like the flu just like the other viruses that are out there Unfortunately, this is going to be around and it's a reality that we're going to have to learn to deal with. So the question is, do you shut the doors or do you deal with the issue and move forward with caution and wisdom and give it the respect that it's due, but still take ground as a church and in our individual lives and do what God has called us to do? We've chosen to do that. We want to move forward and take ground with caution and with wisdom, but we still want to do what God has called us to do. Because listen, pandemics do not negate the gospel. Okay, falling economies do not negate the gospel. Kingdoms will rise and kingdoms will will, will fall. They've done it all throughout history. And here's the surprising thing. The word of God has endured it all. The church has always moved forward and we've always advanced the gospel of Jesus. It doesn't affect one thing. God's still on his throne, so we'll deal with the issues of life, but we'll still do what God called us to do. And so we felt like we needed to launch and relaunch seven key ministries, and I want to walk you through them real quick. This is really, listen, this is just crazy. A few weeks ago, these were things we were talking about doing as a church, okay? Now we got to celebrate some of this stuff because we're already doing it, and God's already moving through it. That's what's so awesome to me, to see God already moving in the stuff that we were talking about doing just a few short weeks ago. So women's ministry was something huge that we wanted to relaunch here at this church. Let me hear the ladies say, yeah. Yeah. So it's important. And we got that going. Women of Valor is up and running. And we thought since we're just launching this thing, it would be great to have a few ladies be involved in the Women of Valor discipleship stuff and maybe have a few come to the women's events that we're doing. Listen, guys, we are already almost at capacity for the amount of women that we can have participating in this discipleship stuff for Women of Valor. That is awesome. That is, y'all should be way more excited than that. Let's do it. Redo that. All right, let's do it again. All right. You guys at home, clap a little bit too. So I love it. God is moving and people are jumping in. Uh, Men's ministry was another one. I'm excited about the men's ministry stuff in our church. Let me hear all the men give me a man grunt. Just go, Rah! okay, men's ministry is awesome. What are you guys going to do? Stuff that men want to do. We're going to do stuff that men want to do. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. We've already had a team planning and working on the launch of the first event. We have a date for the first event. It's at the end of September. Pastor Rachel talked about it a little bit earlier. Men, listen, get plugged into the men's ministry. Listen, work is work. Home with the family and kids, you be home with the family and kids. Listen, this is what I know. Dudes 
need time to be dudes. Okay? We can get together and watch football and play a little bit of Texas Hold'em, throw some horseshoes, play some cornhole, maybe some video games, just get together and eat some crazy good food and relax and just cut the, just, just have some fun, man. Just do some guy stuff and have some fun without all this pressure or distractions. It just, it, 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 it's going to be a great, great time. So, men, uh, plan on being there at the men's ministry when it happens, but it's almost here. Student ministry, we talked about relaunching student ministry. That's already up and rolling. Sharina Varney is the director of our student ministry now. She's already been attending district events to get trained on how to do this stuff. She's already got events on the calendar. She's already been connecting with the students here in the church. Listen, parents, help her out. Help her out. And I always tell you when I talk to parents, listen, your kids are going, your kids are going to be an inconvenience to you sooner or later. They're just going to, Pastor, I don't even know if that was loving. Look, I got kids. I know. I know. I love them. Sometimes they can be an inconvenience. Your kids are going to inconvenience you. And one of the things we hear consistently from parents on not bringing their students to the events that churches have is that, well, it's inconvenient to get them there. Listen, it's inconvenient to get them to ball games too. It's inconvenient to get them to dance rehearsals and gymnastics and to the school plays and the functions and the ball games. I get it. It's inconvenient for all of that. Why would we go through the inconvenience of that and not allow ourselves to be inconvenienced some and getting our students to a place where they're going to get Jesus and have that spiritual foundation set in their lives? Okay? They need that. Why? Because that's going to keep you from being inconvenienced by the drug abuse. Okay? Ball games won't really do that. Jesus will. Jesus deals with the inside. Okay? Uh, the drugs, the cutting, the depression, the premarital sex, all the stuff that the teenagers have to deal with today. Listen, Jesus is the solution for all of that. So instead of being inconvenienced by that, how about be inconvenienced by getting your kid to a student ministry event and avoid all of that and let a spiritual foundation be set in their life. Sound good? So parents, help us out with that as you see the events hitting the calendar. Um, and Sharina is going to be bringing a lot of that up over the next couple of weeks. We've got one night, or what is it? No, one conference, that's what it is, is on the calendar already with some other stuff coming, so great stuff. First Wednesday is another thing we wanted to start as a church. We've already done that, ladies and gents. First Wednesday is on the first Wednesday night of the month. That was a big thing for us to start as a church because we wanted a time of focused prayer and worship and just to get into the presence of God. And listen, God blew us away at the first, first Wednesday, I'm telling you. So we got another one coming up in just a few weeks. So if you missed the last one, plan on being there for the next one that's coming up. Uh, another big one, Sunday morning prayer. We've been pushing that, and I saw more people here uh, this morning. Uh, a lot of you were back candidates, and, and that was awesome, but we've seen more people participate in Sunday morning prayer before service. Everything that happens on a Sunday happens in response to prayer. So you win the victory in prayer, and then you go to service, and you see the victory, and that's how it happens. Another thing we wanted to see launched from our church was a leadership roundtable ministry for the community, just to open up the church, and, and the idea was to help elevate the leadership of people in our church to help us be ready for the next step we were going to take as a church 
but we also wanted to open it up to other churches in the area so that we could help build the kingdom of God and let our ceiling become someone else's floor to help the kingdom of God advance. Listen, I want to, can we celebrate for just a little bit? We had no idea how this was going to go. We thought, well, let's just do it. Let's make some phone calls, and let's just see what God does with it. All right, we had a pretty full room yesterday from our people between the live stream and the people that were here and people that will be watching on the, de the delay confirmed, and we know they're going to do it. Okay, we had 35 people participating in our first leadership roundtable as a church. That's awesome. That's awesome. Listen now, four different churches besides ours were poured into and invested in yesterday. And the kingdom of God was elevated up so that they can go further and do more. I love that. I love, let, let, an idea to a vision, to a plan, to be impacted for other churches yesterday. How awesome is that? How awesome is that? I love it. So that was a big one. And we didn't just want to have, you know, just ministries going on in the church even though they had an outreach focus, we wanted to have outreaches launched from our church too and get aggressive with outreaches like we haven't been because of COVID. You know, it was time for our church to get busy again. Amen? So we wanted to get busy. And we, were talk we talked about having small outreaches that would have high impact in our community that we could snowball. I'm not getting into all the details. You'll just need to check out previous messages to hear the strategy and how we were going to do it. But they'll snowball into larger events so they'll be more effective and productive. And the first big one that we talked about having was a fall festival here as a church on October 31st. And we thought, hey, that'll be a great idea. So we started planning. Listen, we've already got the inflatable stuff, the bounce houses and the games and the inflatable slides and all that stuff reserved. We've got a ton of fun stuff that's going to be happening on the 31st. Listen, uh, hot dogs, burgers, cotton candy, popcorn. We're going to be giving away free candy to every kid that's on campus. We're going to do this as an event for the community to give them a safe place to come on Halloween so they don't worry about their kids getting snatched up or being in danger. We're going to load them up with candy. We're going to love on them as a church, and we're going to do it for free. We're not going to charge them anything because we want them to know that there's a church in the community that loves them. And so we're going to spend some money and impact our community through that. Um, not just the outreaches, but we were looking at uh, this facility that we have here is a blessing from God. Like, you're really, you're sitting in a miracle right now because God took a church that was broken, had no money, and literally just brought in systematically over a few months enough money to purchase or do the down payment to purchase this facility and do the upgrades on it. So we had zero in the bank account, and God brought in about $60,000 from the people of the church and other places to make it happen miraculously because on paper it just wasn't going to happen. We didn't just want to get in here and leave it, as it is, even though it's a great facility, you want to make some upgrades and make it look better. Ladies, you know, when you buy a home, you look at it and you like the floor plan, but what's the first thing you do when you get in there? Oh, you, somebody said tear down a wall. That sounds like a bad experience. <laughs> that sounds like a bad experience. Over there. You're just decorating and you want to make it your home and you want it to reflect your family, you know? 
we want our building to be a better reflection of who we are as a church and how we operate as a church. And we figured this building is a tool that God has given us. And so we want to do some, some minor improvements and strategic improvements in some of the ministries and in, in the building to help um, make this tool more effective and a little more relevant to the people we're trying to minister to, minister to and a better reflection of who we are as a church. So here's some photos of some things that we're talking about doing. And if you haven't been through our campus and seen some of these rooms, I know this is going to hit you as, well, I don't know what room you're talking about. But don't focus on that. Focus on, on how cool some of this stuff is going to look. Um, next generation ministries are important here at our church. And we believe in our children's ministry and our student ministries. And we believe that those ministries should have priority in our church and be the focus because you're talking about the next generation and our kids matter. So we wanted to make some upgrades in some of those areas. What if we did something like this? I know you guys uh, may or may not have seen some of these photos, but I want to bring them back up. Go ahead and put the first one up there. In our um, four and five-year-old classroom, what if we turned it into a treehouse, clubhouse theme, where you walk in now, you see blank walls. What if we turned it into something fun that looked like that, that just turned our kids' imaginations just dialed up to 11, you know? Um, what if we helped them out and helped purchase a, a new computer system and a new lighting system, redid the stage in there to make it a little more attractive so that we could give our student and kids' ministries looks like this or so that they could have a look like this in there when they're worshiping Jesus? That looks cool as all get out, huh? Um, what if we upgraded some other areas where our kids are and our nurseries are right now and we made the hallway look something like this instead of just a plain Jane hallway that you walk down or we did something strategic with the rooms to give them a theme like that and make it fun so that their little imaginations would go crazy. Uh, how many of y'all have been over to our children's room right now and seen the Bob City setup that they've got going on. Our children's ministry, look, E-Kids is rocking it right now. If you haven't been over there, you should go over there and check it out and see what they've done with what they have to work with now. If we resource our student and children's ministry the way that we, I feel like we can, man, they'll be able to do a whole lot more with it. Um, we didn't want to just stop there. This, you know, our, facil our facility, our building needs some upgrades and strategic things to make it look a little bit better high-impact, low-cost stuff. And we thought, what if we went through our building and we did some things that might look like this? Go ahead and put this photo up. So when you walk in, instead of seeing just a plain glass door, you see this right here. So from the parking lot to the front door, we're already saying welcome to our church. And we're helping people to feel like family when they walk in. And what if in other areas of our church we did some things like this when you walk in? Like in that four-year area when you walk in, it's plain Jane right now. What if, and I'm not saying we would word it just like this, but what if when you walk in, you see welcome to Eastgate, you know, uh, welcome home or something like that that's sharp and looks like that and just communicates a different level of excellence to the guests when they show up. Uh, what if we did something like this? On this long hallway we have over here going around to the nursery and kids area where the bathrooms are on the side, instead of that empty wall, what if we put in part of our vision mission statement or some celebrated some stuff that God was doing and we made the hallway on purpose 
and used it to reflect who we are as a church. And what if we did something like this throughout the building, just key phrases and scriptures just to give praise to God with the space that we have on our buildings. Scriptures and, and, and quotes that are important to us to help communicate who we are as a church, what we value. So as people walk through the campus, we're building their faith and we're letting them know who we are as a church. Does that sound pretty cool? All right. Um, we, uh, like I said, a vision without a plan is just a good idea, right? So we didn't just say, hey, what if as a concept we started doing some of this stuff? Your staff and your leaders worked really hard and we priced out what it would cost to take these next steps. So we're not just talking about launching new ministries as a church. We're talking about moving forward and taking a step as one big picture in all of these things as a church and knocking them out systematically as we go. Um, COVID hit us really hard financially, like it hit a lot of businesses, like it probably hit your household in some way. And so we, we saw it was like a 45% drop in income as a church. It was crazy, but we dealt with it. You know, we didn't whine about it. We didn't cry about it. We just, you tighten up the belt, you deal with it, and you move on with life, and you find solutions to the problems. That's what you do. And uh, so that's what we did. But in doing the things that we're talking about doing, this kind of stuff isn't in the budget. So what we're challenging us as a church family to do, and this is where you as guests, listen, don't feel pressured by any of the stuff we're going to talk about next. But if you feel like this is something you want to participate in or help us out in, that's awesome. Uh, we don't feel like this is something that you're being leveraged with over the next few minutes, okay? So we figured out what we would need to purchase and spend money on to make these things that we're talking about happen, the, the outreaches and the improvements to uh, the facility and buying the equipment for the next generation ministries and all this stuff. And for outreaches, um, the number was $3,400 that we came up with that we would need in order to do that. Again, a vision without a plan is just a good idea and we wanted to have a good plan priced out so we knew what we were stepping into. Um, next generation upgrades, that stuff we talked about is about $4,600 to do that. Um, building upgrades, $2,400 to do those things we were showing you. Um, we need to do some septic repair in the back. It's about 3600 bucks to get that. Look, that's one thing you don't want messing up. Whoo! You want to make sure stuff goes where it's supposed to go. Know what I'm talking about? So, <laughs> and don't worry, you can flush with confidence today. I'm not saying you have to hold your breath or anything. Uh, but there's some stuff that we'll need to take care of down the road. And it brings it to a total of $14,000. This is something we've been talking about over the last few weeks, and we asked everybody to take time and pray about what God would have us do as a church body and slowly and systematically knocking this down and knocking out this next step in the vision of our church and what we're doing. And here's what's cool. All right, we said don't give, just pray. And if God laid something on your heart, you could go ahead and give. But we said don't give, just pray, and we come back and we'd start the giving snowball today in this service. But listen, the number's not 14000 anymore. We've already had over $2,000 come in for this thing. So now it's down under $12,000 for us to knock this out. So how awesome is that? It's awesome. I love it. Um, here's something cool that's going on, okay? We're launching all this stuff as a church, and we're real excited about it. We become a part of 
a leadership network as a church called 415 Leaders where we go in and we get mentored and we get poured into as a church um, and specifically myself as a pastor and Pastor Kelly. And the goal is that in two years, we become a solid, just thriving church that is able to turn around and become a church parent to other churches throughout the nation. Um, the goal is so that we come aside, they come aside us so that we're not alone. We don't have to figure things out on our own. The goal is that we would become the kind of church that can walk alongside young pastors, church planners, and help them not have to reinvent the wheel so that they can stand on our shoulders so our ceiling becomes their floor so that the kingdom of God doesn't have to restart. It can reload and move forward. In two years, our church is going to become a church to churches. In two years, our staff is going to become a staff to other staffs. And your pastors are going to, are going to become pastors to other pastors to help strengthen and advance the kingdom of God. In two years, we're going to be, this is so exciting, it's going to go four churches we get to help, to eight churches we get to help, to 12, to 16, and on it goes. And we are going to be able, wow, to see God do exponentially more through those churches than he ever could in us. But we're going to have a part to play in that. How about that? It's amazing. God's opening huge doors for us as a church. I was telling everybody this morning, we've got so much to talk about, we really need like three more days to do this. Um, one more thing I need to bring you up to speed on, and then we're going to baptize some people, okay? Um, we'll receive an offering, and then we're going to baptize some people. Uh, we had a door open up to us earlier this week that just blew me away. Um, through just a random, just bump into somebody connection, after our first Wednesday service, the owner of a local radio station set a meeting with us to come talk to us. And our goal was to connect with them so that we could figure out how much it would cost to buy airtime so we could promote the church. It's a local Christian radio station here in the area. It's 104.5. And uh, it covers a huge chunk of West Metro Atlanta. And uh, they're doing a great work there. And uh, y'all ever heard of the guy named Coco Brother? Used to be on V103 and all that stuff. Uh, well, he got saved, got convicted, decided he didn't want to do that anymore. And they said, don't leave the station. We want to offer you a Sunday morning spot on our station where you can just do gospel music and talk about Jesus and do what you want to do. So he said, okay, cool. So he did that, and it became syndicated. And then he walked away from that and did some other stuff, and it became syndicated too, like nationwide big stuff. And then God spoke to him and said, hey, I want you to open up and launch a radio station here in West Atlanta. And he's the guy that we connected with. So he came here, and I met with him. And I mean, just boom, immediately clicked in spirit. And uh, he said, look, our radio station is wanting to invest in the community, and we want to see the kingdom of God thrive and advance. Sounds familiar, huh? Uh, like vision. And he said, listen, we've got a sponsorship program that I wanted to talk to you about and just come meet you, see what your church was about. Walked him through the facility and gave him a sense of our vision and what we were doing and all of that stuff. He said, look, 
I want you guys to be in the scholarship program. We're only giving this thing to five churches in the West Metro area. Just five. And I said, okay. Well, what are we talking about here? He goes, well, wait. I want you to know, I feel like God's speaking to me to let you guys be one of the five. I need to go talk to my executive team and make sure they're on board. So I'll call you back later today. I said, okay, fine. He goes, but before I go, let me challenge you to do this. Listen, I want you to give me three 30-second radio spots that are just encouraging words to people. Get them to me in the next two hours, and if you do it, I'll put your church on the radio tonight. Okay. You don't know how short 30 seconds is till you try to say something in 30 seconds, you know? So we recorded them and sent them over, and he met with his team, and the team came back, and they said, hey, we feel good about it. We want Eastgate Church to be one of the five churches that we are sponsoring and giving scholarships to for Radio Time. I love it. So we were listening for the ads like to play, and um, we got a rough recording of one on a phone video. So the video quality is not good, and I'll just tell you the audio quality is not good, but listen to what it sounds like to have our church advertised on this radio station. Go ahead and play that for them. Hey, it's Pastor Josh, Matthew chapter 14. Peter's getting out of the boat to walk towards Jesus on the water, and he sees all the storm going on around him and freaks out a little bit, starts sinking down in the water and cries out to Jesus. And Peter learned a lesson that I want to share with you today. He figured out what was over his head was still under Jesus' feet. If you're going through a storm in life right now, let me remind you, God's still in control, and it's still under his feet. You're listening to the all-new 104.5, My City. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? I love that. God is bringing people to us to help us accomplish what he's called us to do. And the sponsorship that they're giving us is great. Listen to this, guys. They're offering us $75,000 worth of airtime over the next three months between now and Christmas. Actually, it's almost four months between now and Christmas at 10% of what it's worth at a market value. It's crazy. That's $7,500. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking what I'm thinking because I thought, wow, that's awesome. I ain't got $7,500. It doesn't matter if they sell the Taj Mahal for $300. If you don't have $300, you're not buying the Taj Mahal, you know. Um, But I thought, you know what? Faith without works is dead. So we'll pray. I said, man, look, that's amazing. $7,500. And this is what he said. He said, listen, I think God's spoken to me. And I love what you guys have going on. I don't just want my radio station to partner with you. I want to personally partner with you. And I want to sow $2,000 of my own money into this church and knock the price down from $7,500 down to $5,500. That's amazing. It's amazing. And I said, okay, that's, that sounds awesome. That's still $5,500. You know? So I said, okay, well, Lord, if, this is, if it's your will, it's your bill, so let's figure this out. So I said, man, let's, let's do this. Let's see what happens, you know? And uh, so... so uh, so Corey, you know, Coco brother, he says, okay, cool. Well, let me know how things go. Don't think about the money. Just pray, and let's see if God opens up doors. I said, that's cool. 30 minutes later, 
30 minutes later, I got a text message. Somebody gave $1,000 to the church. He said, use it for whatever you want to. Well, I just thought of a project we could use this for. So it goes from 5,500 down to 4,500. I thought, wow, this is just amazing. And I began just sharing the opportunity with people. I said, man, this is crazy. I, I think this is something I want to put in front of the church and see if we can push it across the finish line as part of the 12 stone stuff that we're talking about giving to, even though it hasn't been part of the vision up until now, this is a great opportunity and I don't think we need to pass it up. And through the course of those conversations, somebody said, wow, this is amazing. I'm in on it. Here's another $1,000. I went from 4,500 down to 3,500. Guys, we've got the opportunity for $75,000 of radio time for $3,500 now as a church. Think about that. Think about that. It's crazy. And they're tearing the payments out so that really, in all honesty, honesty uh, the first month of payment, our, our price that we would owe is already paid for. We can walk into the first month, bills paid. Isn't that awesome? God is good. I, I love what God is doing because we're giving him faith to work with. Now, here's the thought that I had. What if we take that $75,000 worth of ad time and promotion time that we've been blessed with as a church, okay? What if we turned around and as a church took our blessing and sowed it into other ministries in our community and we gave them part of the airtime that's been given to us so that we're promoting our church but we're also helping other key ministries and important organizations in our community that are doing great stuff that might not have the budget to get their name out there that we do something to sow into them and help them get their name further out than it is what do y'all think about that we're not just being sowed into we're sowing into something else with it so, so here's the deal. Over the next few months, it's, it's action time for us. And this is the beginning of those action steps. We've already been you know, accomplishing the ministry and doing things and putting action to our faith and all that stuff. And now it's time for us to help to begin to step up to fund some of these new things too. And if you look in your seat, you've got this little thing here. It's just it's 12 stones on it and it gives you an overview of the vision and the things that we're trying to do here at the church. And again, if you're a guest, look, don't tune out on me. Stay with me. You're under no obligation. You guys watching at home, I know you're going to see this stuff too. Look, don't feel pressured. Our whole approach with this stuff is this. When in camp, like vision moments like this, we don't do pledges because pledges don't work. We don't try to over-talk things and hype people up because all that's baloney and it fades out over time and it's not real. What we ask people to do is this. We ask you to pray and hear from God and then you give what God lays on your heart to give towards a project based on your budget and what you're able to do. And that looks different for everybody. It could be $5, it could be $100. Or you, maybe, maybe you've got a lot more resources and you can knock out some of these projects that we've talked about with just a stroke of a check or you can say $3,500 is nothing. Here's $3,500. Let's make sure Eastgate is paid for so you don't have to worry about any of the financial commitment for the radio airtime. I wanna do that and help Eastgate sow into other organizations in the community with the blessing they've been given. So. On one side, it's got our goals. 
and it's got easy ways that you can give, and it's the same information that they put up in the offering. If you guys could put that um, offering information back up again. Um, maybe you're here today and you want to give right now to this, and you could go to eastgatechurch.cc or you could text the number uh, or text the keyword eastgateGA to the number 77977 and follow the, the prompts and give what the Lord lays on your heart to give. Maybe can if the Lord lays on your heart to do that. So as the band plays, one at a time, I want us to come up and lay these cars down. So Russell, my friend, start us off. One more very special baptism today. she doesn't bump her head we'll just take our time and figure this out good do you have anything you want to say sweetheart oh she wants her mama there's nothing wrong with that at all you ready how precious is this how precious is this? Sweetheart, on your confession of faith in Jesus, because he's in your heart and you love him, I'm going to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, let's do this. Here we go. Perfect. Perfect. Great job. Great job. You did so good. You did so good. There we go. Woo! I love it. Hey, let's stand up and give God some big praise. I love it. Wow, what a great way to end a service. We love you guys so much. Thank you for being here. If you're a guest, I'd love to get to know you before you leave. Let me pray over you as we dismiss. What a great day today, huh? Father, thank you again for what you've done. Lord, thank you for these people that have been baptized for what you're doing in their life, for what you're doing in our life. We just give you glory and praise.